You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Hello, my name is Dr. Georgiana Shea. I'm the Chief Technologist at the Transformative Cyber Innovation Lab at the Foundations for Defensive Democracies. My first thought was, and this might sound strange, but um, I, I thought I wanted to be a mortician. But then when I got into my more advanced math classes, I then started thinking about engineering. And I thought, okay, I, I want to be a, an aeronautical engineer. So that's what I was thinking I wanted to do when I was in high school. It was never a plan to stay in as a lifer. So I did my four years in the Signal Corps. While I was in, I tried to do as much school as possible, which, um, you know, for me, I think it ended up being two classes. Because being in, in the Signal Corps, if you're not out in the field doing your job, then you're not doing your job. So... Um, I did not get a lot of school in while I was in the Army, but um, once I got out, that was my goal, go to school and, uh, and, and pursue a degree. I had gotten out of the Army. I ended up going to Hawaii and then uh, went to school there. I wanted to major in in math because I really like math, but um, I didn't honestly know what I would do with math except be a math teacher. And I didn't really want to be a math teacher. So um, as I was taking all of the math courses, I think all the math courses that the school had to offer, I noticed that all of the math translated to the computer science degree program. So I actually got my my four-year degree within just less than two years because I, I kept a, a very full load So I was out of the army and looking to actually start a career that um, was going to pay me more than the minimum wage job that I had. I was graduating right at the time that they were um, standing up protection for critical infrastructure. So this was in 99 and I was in Hawaii. So um, in Hawaii, they stood up the Army's Regional Computer Emergency Response Team. And they were looking for 10 people, brand new organization, to monitor and protect the Army networks. And my um, uh, fellow students had you know, graduated. They were looking for jobs. They passed around their resume. And one of my um, uh, fellow student colleagues had, had gotten a job there and reached out to me and said, hey, they're looking for you know, like 10 people, this brand new organization. And um, I think you would be great here. So I said, great, I'll, I'll interview. So I interviewed and they hired me, which was, I guess, the step into my, my career and where I am today. 
I was there for a couple years, and then I ended up transferring to the D.C. area, where I went from the regional army support to the the army headquarters cert. So I was now taking in the reports that I used to submit. And then I get there and I realize, oh, no, they're also a brand new organization and um, they're still trying to figure it out. And then I, I think I was there a couple years and I honestly felt like it just it just wasn't taking off. I ended up thinking, well, I need to get back to my my technical roots. So I wanted to do something a little more technical. And we were using a, a tool there. It was um, Starlight. And so to use Starlight, you've got to go through and do a lot of data manipulation. So you don't have to be as um, analytical with numbers. It's more of the uh, picture representation of things. So I had applied to a company that was managing this tool. And I found that that, that company, um, Battelle, so I, I applied there. And um, they they brought me in and they hired me in the Crystal City location. I ended up working for Battelle. And then a project manager came up to me one day and said, hey, do you know anything about IO? And she asked me to come in and talk to one of her clients. So I went in and talked to one of her clients and they said, you're a perfect fit. We want you to work here. And then did that for a little bit until I'd say a couple years, until the location became an issue. One of my coworkers had moved over to the joint staff and said, hey, um, come over here to the joint staff. We could use you here on some stuff. So I ended up moving over to the joint staff and supported um, the science and technology office. So I worked there for a number of years and it was, again, full spectrum IO, not just cyber operations, but uh, now I'm in the Pentagon. So I worked there at the Pentagon for uh, a number of years. And then then I was offered a position with MITRE, which was very exciting because it was at Quantico, very close to Stafford. And that was as a systems engineer focusing on ISR equipment within the Marine Corps. After being with MITRE for about 13 years, I had decided I wanted to just see what other opportunities were out there. So I ended up leaving MITRE and um, went to FDD about two and a half years ago. And FDD is a a think tank in the DC area that it it actually now houses the Cyberspace Solarium Commission. So that's how I ended up at FDD and where I am now. I have the privilege of working with the experts in whatever that domain is. Um, so I am I am humbly aware that I am never the absolute expert. I try to be very uh, appreciative of people's time, of their knowledge, um, mostly of their time, because like I said, it's usually a coalition of the, of the willing. And I understand that everyone has a, a job that they have to do. And I try to get all that expert information and then interpret it to folks that are not experts. My words of wisdom are take advantage of every opportunity and don't wait for anybody. I try to mentor people and I talk to young people a lot, trying to get into the field. And and I see a lot of waiting on other people. 
You can become an expert without, you know, in-class instruction, without a $5,000 certification. You can, you can take the initiative if you know what it is you need to study and you can find what you need to study and, and you can, you know, start building out your skill. So I would say one, you know, take the initiative and you know, self-educate yourself. The other big piece of advice I have is um, definitely build a network and, you know, capture those relationships. So get a LinkedIn account so you can talk to those old people. Um, you know, make the connections with people who are your, uh, both your peers, because they're going to continue growing in their career and they're going to be a resource for you. And then connect with people. You're going to grow in your career and you're going to want to, you know, be able to have those resources available to you. I hope that the work I'm doing contributes to national security. It, it may not be, you know, large. My uh, my coworker Annie always says, you know, small bites out of the apple. So any any step we can take to to point towards the advancement of national security is is really my goal. now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and Zero Trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their SASE journey, visit netskope.com.